All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode number seven of the Tom Talks podcast. And we are back again, once again, with the only guest I have so far, but he is your favorite guest. He's lovable. He's amazing. He's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Matty B. I love that. They have to, I have to be their favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have been living under a rock or you just don't care about sports, this is not the podcast for you tonight. Today. Carson Wentz got traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a third round pick and a conditional second round pick, which could be a first, depending on either he plays 70% of his snaps and they make the playoffs or just 75% of his snaps in total. So, Matt, you start. What are your thoughts? Because I know you said, I remember. I think it was the first episode I had the first episode I had you on. You we were talking about this possible trade and you were you're all about it. You're all about get him out of here. You don't want you didn't want him here. Yeah. Uh it's 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 tough really. It's a tough situation. I mean, I, I've been going through his stats every year, you know, outside of his rookie year and this current year. He's had a pretty decent, you know, three year run. Um, but I don't think his stats are really the issue. Even, you know, his, the 2020 year, I think the problem with Carson really stems from the fact that he really still hasn't addressed anything. He hasn't addressed the fact that he wanted to leave. He hasn't addressed anything to the fans, the fans that through thick and thin through all the terribleness, all of the Carson Wentz is, is, you know, a broken quarterback. He always gets hurt. You know, you, you can't rely on him. We stuck through uh, through with him, right? Um, and he hasn't given us any update. Any, you know, I enjoyed my time here. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss being in Philly. He hasn't given us anything, uh, and I think that's really, really toxic as a player to the fan base that loved you unconditionally so much. Um, I think this is really good for the Eagles going forward as long as we don't draft a quarterback number six overall um i think this will be really good for us because i think at the end of the day he's not really the leader we need you know in philly you should want to play here this isn't you know (laughs) this isn't detroit (laughs) yeah i mean i think i'm starting to come to the realization that he didn't want to be here this year he he even though he signed that extension and he didn't want to be it seemed like after they after 2020 he just didn't want to be here anymore and honestly what the fan in me says that sucks and yeah he if he doesn't want to be here he should get out of get out of town yeah but another part of me 100 percent completely understands because we are nationally we we i know nationally we're painted as a terrible no good, very bad fan base. And I know we're I know we're passionate and I know and I I don't think that we're terrible, god awful, but there are times that we just run good players out of town. And yeah, I this is not the first time. This is <laughs> definitely not the first time in the city of Phil in the history of sports Philadelphia. 
and it won't be the last. No. Oh, without a doubt, it won't be the last. We, I know we want Ben. I know a lot of people want Ben Simmons out of here, but that's a whole another. That's a whole another topic for another discussion. That's, yeah, that's a bag. <laughs> but um, what people seem to un- misunderstand is, it's not only Carson. Yes, I'm not defending his bad season this year. He had a terrible year this year. I'm not defending him on that. But to just flat out say after one bad year that he's a shit quarterback and a shit player, I will defend mm-hmm. him on that. He is not a terrible quarterback. He's not a shit player. Honestly, I think most of it is just mentally. Yeah, uh, I, I, can, I can't agree with you more on that. Uh, I mean, we had a broken O-line, sh- uh, shitty wide receivers. Really, I mean, on offense, our best talent is Miles Sanders. And even then, like, I love Miles Sanders, but he's still not there yet as, you know, an elite running back. So we sort of failed Carson Wentz as an organization. In my oh, opinion. I, wanna, I 100% agree. And I think right? it seems like a lot of, it seems like most people agree with that statement that I've talked to. Mm-hmm. That the organization has failed Carson Wentz no matter what. But not only that, like, not only the organization failed Carson Wentz, like, there are a lot more people to blame. I think the number one issue is Howie Roseman. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. Howie Roseman, he moved after Chip Kelly, after the Chip Kelly era. So after the, his final year, he got kicked out and the year Carson Wentz was to come into the draft. We moved heaven and earth to get that number two pick we gave up a lot we gave up like i don't remember exactly what we gave up. like we gave up like think I, two first rounders like a second and a third something like that I can, I can tell you exactly what uh it is if you want and the players that those picks turned into yes if it it's not gonna make you feel better what? so we gave up a number a number eight overall in 2016 which turned into jack conklin we gave up a number 77 overall in 2016, which turned into Daryl Worley. A number 100 in 2016, which turned into Connor Cook. A number 12 in 2017, which turned into Deshaun Watson. And a number 64 in 2018, which turned into uh, Tyron Lewis, it looks like. Ty- Tyquan Lewis. I apologize. It was small font. <laughs> it's all right. I mean... Uh, I only yeah. know, I only know three of those players off the top of my head. I mean, Jack Conklin's an amazing O lineman. Yes, and Deshaun Watson's enough for this trade to have been wasted. Yeah, that is a terrible trade considering what we got out of it and what we put into it. I mean, yeah, okay, we got a Super Bowl, but realistically, he got us that. All he did was get us that uh, first round buy. Everything else was Nick Foles, and I think that sort of did eat away at him a little bit because it wasn't his Super Bowl when it was Nick Foles. But um, I don't know. I'm I'm arguing with my fantasy football buddies about this. I have been trying to tell them that if Nick Foles started the 2017 season, there's no way we get that number one seed. And if we don't get that number one seed, we don't win that Super Bowl that year. Maybe. No, I I, I think it's. I, I think that's an absolute. I mean, Nick Foles was sort of on fire. I mean, look, he tore up the Vikings, right? He didn't. No, only... Listen, yeah, he, I, at the end, he was. Yeah. 
the uh, first game he played, he closed out the LA Rams game after Carson Wentz tore his ACL and he threw a fucking touchdown with a torn ACL. That tough son bitch. Um, the Giants game, he played well. He played. He threw for four touchdowns. He played well. The defense didn't play that well. And then the next two games, he played like absolute trash. That Monday, that Christmas Monday night game, he was awful at. And he like yeah, he was very bad during the Raiders game. Yeah, and then that uh, and last week I know that last week doesn't really the count because we already clinched number one C, but he's they still played. He didn't play that well. Yeah, well, that we also rested a lot of people that game, so that we should leave that one out of it because that one isn't this. It's a team game. That one's not. That, I, I understand. No, I I understand. I not. Mm. I don't blame him completely for that, but uh, if we didn't get that number one seed and or that first round bye, because I don't, I don't think we win that Super Bowl that year. Yeah, Carson Wentz did amazing things, and uh, I think he's still going to do amazing things. He I, sh- I he would have won I, the if he yeah. was healthy, he would have won the MVP. That's the issue, though. I mean, ever oh, it seems like almost every year he was dealing with some sort of injury, right? I mean, except for this year. But to be fair, this year he was rested. He wasn't the starter for you know the entire season. He was only the starter for twelve games. So, in outside of his rookie year, has he played the entire season? Any any season? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. He went out. He only played nine snaps of that. You cut out there. I'm, when I say season, I'm including playoffs. Oh, you're including uh, the playoffs. Oh, okay. uh, he only, I'm including the playoffs. He only played nine snaps in one playoff game. He's only played nine snaps in one playoff game, and we've been in the playoffs three out of the five years, right? Yeah, three out of the five years he's been here. Nine snaps. I don't blame that. I don't blame the playoffs yeah. thing on him. He got cheap shot at by Jade Vion Clowney, the most overrated number one overall pick probably in NFL history. Yeah, I completely. You should never blame the player for the injury. It's a tough game. I mean, he can't help getting injured. That's not really his fault. I mean, I can't think of a time when uh, injury is a player's fault unless they do something dumb. But it's still a fact, and uh, I'm, I'm. Hopefully, we can go forward and not have that many injuries at one of the most vital positions on the team. Uh, so that'll be nice. But uh, yeah. I highly doubt that with our uh, met without with the people running our organization. I highly doubt that because Jeffrey Lurie is to blame for this. He has, I think, he just flat out turned a blind eye and let Howie do whatever the hell he wants. Mm-hmm. I just it infuriates me that he just does not see that Howie Roseman is the issue here. Well, that's the problem, right? They're sort of uh, in a, a term I sort of coined. They're butt buddies. <laughs> oh yeah, the, I think Howie Roseman is giving Jeffrey Lurie. Uh, you know, I think he's doing uh things that uh Robert Kraft was was receiving down in Miami or wherever that whole story was, in the massage parlor. Relationship has to be sexual in some nature because without a nobody, doubt, nobody can skip on DK Metcalf, J Jaw, fuck up the Carson Wentz trade like this. And fire how or uh, Doug Peterson three years after he won us the Super Bowl, all in the span of what two years, uh, and still keep their job. That is ridiculousness to uh, a point that I can't even comprehend. I but he still has his job. I can't comprehend it either. <laughs> I just, I mean, yeah, I mean, we already we already explained how Howie's mostly to blame for this, but 
Doug's not interested either. Although I don't think he should have been fired, I don't. I like I somewhat understand. I'm like I think we talked. I don't know if we talked about this, but I am 50-50 on it because he wanted Press Taylor to be his offensive coordinator, and he wanted Corey Udlin, who was the Detroit defensive coordinator, and his Detroit Lions were last in the league to be his defensive coordinator. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you there. He his his coaching outside of Deuce Daly, his coaching staff was highly questionable. Questionable, and going into the season without an offensive coordinator, yeah, who thought that was going to be a good idea, right? Yeah, no, I um, think we all thought that was a terrible idea. But from my my you know my uh, viewpoint, we fired Doug Peterson based off of. He wanted to get rid of Carson Wentz, and we wanted to keep him to mold him and fix him. That was my understanding. That's why we brought Nick Sirianni in here. And you, so you fire Doug Peterson and trade Carson Wentz for a bag of footballs and a lotto scratcher. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Getting rid of both of them. I mean, I get that it was a toxic relationship between the two, but I would have kept Doug. I mean, I agree. Uh, his His coaching staff... Was a little ridiculous. Yep. But I don't know. Getting rid of both seems unfair to that 2017 season. That you know, we we we've only won one Super Bowl, and I don't know when the next one will ever happen. <laughs> Not in many many years. Yeah, it's I like I we'll get to the what we think it's going to happen in the future in a little bit. But there are mm-hmm. more people to blame. I think this, whoever was the snitch. The, the teammate who snitched to the media, and a lot of people are saying, a lot of people accuse Alshon Jeffrey of being the snitch, but I heard an interesting clip on uh, the Rich Eisen show when Malcolm Jenkins was on. Mm-hmm. He said something, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of, like, Carson was being treated differently than everyone else. Uh, he was being, I guess, yep. like, I guess the coaching staff was like, kissing his ass or something like he was being like never like being held accountable we turned him into a diva yeah basically like i like i would like to think that he's telling the truth about that but at the same time i don't know like we we cannot as fans we cannot know like what goes on inside the locker room that, that see that's the problem this isn't the first time uh players have been you know uh, had had a lackluster opinion on Carson, or at, like when when you have a franchise quarterback, you typically see players on both sides of the ball come out and say, you know, this guy's the great guy, he's a leader, he's this that the other thing, oh he's amazing, but you didn't really get that a lot with Carson. Well, I mean, you, you got you got it a little bit with like some of his O linemen and like Zach Ertz, obviously because the two of them that that connection was ridiculous, but everybody else that wasn't in that inner circle. Sort of, sort of did not feel the same way about leadership. So that that's where I don't think Carson Wentz was really a leader. I think he made friends on the team. I think he made good friends, but I don't think that, that football's not about friendship. Football is about leadership when you're a quarterback. No, I agree. He needed a leader, but the, and I don't think he was a leader. But uh, that may be true. But the two people he had who had his back were the two leader. The two unquestioned leaders on this team, who were Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox, they those two had his back no matter what, and those those two defend those two defended him, and that's what I appreciate 
appreciate about those two. I mean, before Malcolm Jenkins left, though, he was one of those highly regarded leaders. I love Malcolm Jenkins to the bottom of my heart. He was one of the best players I've ever seen play uh, in a very long time. I mean, he he never missed a snap. No, he didn't. That guy was somebody everybody in the locker room looked up to. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. And to hear someone like him, who he doesn't strike me as somebody that just says things to... Like Orlando Skandrick, right? You can't trust Orlando Skandrick. No, he he's, played a, like a, he's a fucking... Three games with us. He's a <laughs> he's fucking a bum. He, he played like three games with us and he just wanted clout. Malcolm Jenkins saying something like this, though, strikes me as odd in the, in the sense that this isn't good news. Malcolm Jenkins, in my opinion, wouldn't lie about this. And it sounds like he's saying this now because of everything that's unraveling. And uh, I believe it. That's a possibility. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe Malcolm Jenkins than someone like Zach Ertz. That's his friend, even though I like Zach Ertz. I mean, if somebody started talking shit on my friend, I'd defend them, even if they're in the wrong. I don't know. That's uh, there's a whole thing. I, I don't fucking know. And then honestly, I think the the media, especially our Philadelphia media, fucking blew this thing. Guy fucking high they always do that though i know that's that, like that's that's not even necessarily an x factor at this point i you know it's not that but yeah a leader a leader can handle that kind of stuff carson Wentz, and still the big issue that boggles me he hasn't said a, a dick to the fans i mean you can't come off a season where you only throw one more touchdown than you had interceptions you know and <laughs> and have a piss poor season and then like ask to get traded get traded and you don't even say farewell look at matthew stafford the dude obviously wanted out of detroit who doesn't want out of detroit yeah I mean, but matthew stafford started uh, a fucking uh, what was it uh, a non-profit to help like inner school children learn right something along those lines and he, you know, had a beautiful farewell speech. He loved his time there. That's what you give your fans. I can't believe, I still can't believe Carson. And I don't even know at this point if Carson Wentz, like, uh, a de- one day, two days, a week, a month down the line, if he comes out and says something, if I will even listen or care. Because I think it's been too long at this point. I mean, yeah, you do have a point there. I don't know. But. Ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, it's your, it's fair if you feel that way. But all I'm gonna say is, I wish him the best of luck in, in Indianapolis. I think he will do well under Frank Reich. I just, I hope he does well under Frank Reich and that organization. Mm-hmm. And I just, I hope, I just hope nothing but the best for him. That's all I'm gonna say. That's really like all I gotta say about that. It's fair. I hope he, I hope the best for him, and um. Honestly, I, I don't see our future looking bright. Like I think I've been saying this a lot on Twitter the past few days, even though I just got suspended for a week. But before I got suspended, I'll tell you why I'll tell you why I got suspended in a later later time. Um I didn't I don't think the Eagles are gonna be great for like the next three years. Yeah, yeah, well, it's classic rebuilding stage, right? Yeah, not only are we rebuild no, it, here's the thing, not only are we rebuilding. 
not and not only Jalen hurts, and, and not only like yeah, not only are we re- fuck him drunk. <laughs> I'm repeating myself. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I am not professional. We are not. This is not a professional podcast. You should not expect professionalism from me. Yeah, if they come here for professionalism, you're at the wrong podcast. You are at the wrong <laughs> podcast. The I'll, the only thing I was gonna say is not only did we trade Carson Wentz, we didn't guarantee Jalen Hurst Jalen Hurst the starting job. Uh, that one, I'm actually not. Uh, th- listen, I don't mean to cut you off, ahead, but no, the no, only way I'll be upset is if we draft a quarterback number sixth overall. There's no reason to bring in another rookie. We brought in a rookie last year. Jalen Hurts had, you know, a really good game, an average game, I think two average games, and a really bad game, right? So, like, you average that out, he's average. Uh, He only started four times, though, and it's his rookie year. We just gave Carson Wentz the benefit out of his rookie year, right? We we were like, ah, it's his rookie year, don't worry about it. And then he goes off in 2017. So, uh, I don't think we can necessarily make a fair judgment so that's why drafting a quarterback right now would be would be ridiculous would be fucking awful but if we brought somebody like anybody like tyrod taylor in here you know that's uh, what i think we're gonna do him up, and i hope so and that's fine because you need to earn your spot i'd rather have tyrod taylor out there than jalen hurts if he's not gonna earn it and i and i don't believe that's the case because knowing who he is look at his college right uh, loses the starting spot at Alabama to Tua. Tua gets injured. He gets right back in there and fucking clinches it for Alabama. Then goes off to Oklahoma. Leads there. Does great there. Like, he is a fighter, and he's not somebody that really th- thinks twice about competition because he's a competitor. He knows that if there's competition, he's going to have his chance, and I love that about him. So I'm I'm, I'm rooting for him. Desperately, obviously, but, no, obviously, yeah. I am no. Here, here's the thing: I feel like people think I hate Jalen Hurts because of the whole Carson Wentz thing. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't blame Jalen Hurts whatsoever for this whole Carson Wentz situation that happened. I don't blame him at all. I blame mm-hmm. the organization for drafting him. Yeah. I thought Jalen Hurts was going to be a great quarterback somewhere else, not here in Philadelphia. I had the exact same opinion as you. Should not have been here. I still liked him coming out of college, but uh, we shouldn't have drafted him. Doesn't mean I don't think he's an incredibly talented quarterback. Exactly. But we shouldn't have drafted him. Yeah. Um, but hey, it, that's in the past. We can't change the past going in, ahead into the future. We need to rebuild and build around him. Unfor- I'm talking Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle if we have to. I, anybody. Here's the, the thing is, I don't trust Howie making the draft. I, I, I don't trust Howie drafting. I don't. The only way we have an issue is if Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith are both on the table and he picks, I don't know. I don't even want to say it. They're both, I don't want to speak it in. I would be happy with either of them. I also would be happy with the uh, the Alabama cornerback, Patrick Sertain. Sertain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad's been talking a lot about him, but here's the issue. We have decent cornerbacks. I, I know we don't have anyone jaw-dropping. But we don't have anybody. We have Greg Ward, who has been a starter over the past two years. He's, I mean, I love the dude because he's a fighter, but he's really not that talented. He's not. He's, no, I agree. He's been our main wide receiver the past two years. We need a wide receiver. If we draft Sertain, 
and those two are still on the board, I'm going to be upset. I, I think I'm, I'm not, not going to be upset. Anything about, I'm not saying anything about his talent as a cornerback. Yeah. But it's not the need we need to fill because you could say, even if you're picking uh, the most talented football player at, the, at whatever pick you have, ours is six, and the three of them are still on the board, you have to go wide receiver. They're just as talented, but at a, a skill position that we need. No, I hundred percent yeah. agree. Like I don't, but the thing is, I don't think both of them are going to be there. Miami, Miami has the number three pick. I think they're picking. I, I think they're picking Jamar Chase. That's the thing. A lot of people are going to think he's going to be taken at three, so they'll probably have us taking um, Devonte Smith. Yeah, and I mean he's a Heisman winner. Yeah, how can you be upset with that? I'm not. At all, no, uh, I wouldn't be at all. I wouldn't be upset with him or Sertain. I wouldn't be upset with either of those two. I mean, Jalen Waddle is supposed to be really good as well. Um, Supposedly, yeah. I mean, I don't listen. I'm not the college football expert. I would like to have someone who watches a lot of college football on here to explain yeah. their thoughts on the draft. But um, that's a whole other thing. One of these days, I'll get uh, my buddy Danny on here. He watches a ton of uh, college football. You'd love his opinions. <laughs> uh, like his film, and all, like he watches film and all that kind of shit. Or just he doesn't watch much film, but he watches a lot of football. He's it's... a football guy like me and you, but he watches a lot of college. I uh, ju- uh, just watches uh, a lot of college in general. Yeah. All right, Liddy, Liddy, fucking titty. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, I'm not confident. I'm not confident in the future for the Eagles. So that's that. Um, I don't know if you. I don't like. I know we talked before, but I don't know if you saw this. There is a video on the Oscars YouTube YouTube video page that Kathleen Kennedy was giving out an award to uh, some women in the uh, film industry, and that. And basically, she got destroyed. And after that, she uh, got. After that, the the Oscar YouTube page protected her. I honestly, I, I heard a little bit about it. I don't know much to anything. All I know is my dislike of Kathleen Kennedy is so high. I don't care what she posted about. I'm still probably gonna dislike it. <laughs> she oh. could post like, "I just saved a, a, a starving litter of kittens." from dying and i still might be like well it's kathleen kennedy exactly <laughs> i mean all she all she was present a war to like three women in uh the film industry and uh people absolutely destroyed her because she's a fucking hypocrite she fired uh gina carano who a lot of people love who like even i don't think she's that like the, she's not like scarlett johansson or like a top tier actress, but she's a very likable and very lovable person, especially being on the arguably the biggest franchise ever in Star Wars. Yeah. And uh yeah, people and a, a lot of people most people are not happy about that. Let, let, uh, th- that's the thing though. I don't necessarily blame her for that decision, right? Because uh a lot of people do though. It, well, it's a, it's a tough decision to call if you're if you're running something like entertainment, and somebody makes even a hint of a comparison to something. Not I don't want to say trivial because it's not trivial what she was talking about, but something s- small in the grand scheme of things, and comparing it to the genocide of the Jews in <laughs> the 1930s and 1940s 
Uh, it, it's tough, and that's sort of, uh, in my opinion, something that can get you fired pretty easily because, I mean, people are, and I'm not saying people are wrong to overreact, but people overreact very easily, and in their position, what else are you going to do? It's not right to make that comparison, by the way. No, it's not. No, I agree. I think people make, I think people make a lot of comparisons to either that, the, the Holocaust or, or fucking slavery. Like those, Mm -hmm. those are like the two extremes people make, like to make a lot of comparisons to. And I just think you can't, they should, they they just shouldn't even be fucking touched. (laughs) Nothing you can realistically compare to will ever compare to the two of those. Yeah. Um, It's just. So yeah, I, I get, I get firing her, and that's probably the only thing I might actually agree with Kathleen Kennedy on, um, because I mean it's it's that's not like we said before, that's not the only thing she's uh, ever talked about. Yeah, but personally, <laughs> made, personally, yeah. I don't. But a, but yeah, if, if you're <laughs> if you're a business, you you, but gotta operate like one. Yeah, operate like one. Yeah, but I also heard rumors. Like I said, these are rumors. I don't know if they're true, but. John Favreau is not pleased about that. I probably wouldn't be pleased as a director either because you just took one of like my I don't want to say main character because obviously it's just Mando is really just the only main character but a very important side character that you've probably laid a lot of plot around and now you're forcing me to rewrite so my, I'm assuming that he's planning ahead in the future. It's John Favreau. He, yeah. Of course he is. So you're now forcing me to rewrite everything I've just done. So of course he's not going to be happy about that. Who would be? <laughs> right? And apparently she's also <laughs> supposed to be in one of those, uh, like one of the thousand new Star Wars TV shows. I don't remember which one, but um, oh, was she? I think so. I was it the um. Yeah, I don't remember which TV shows they were, but um, they I think she was supposed to have either her own show or fucking be a part of one of those shows. I can't remember. happening anymore. <laughs> it ain't, no, it ain't. But That show might get canceled. That probably will. But the good news for her is probably the most unlikely team-up we've ever seen is her and Ben Shapiro on the Daily Wire, of the Daily Wire. She apparently there yeah. there's news that he has her on to produce, direct, and let star in a and in their own film in her own film. So she can do she has the power to do that. And there's supposed to be an interview coming out this weekend with him and her talking about what happened from her point of view, the whole uh Hergen fire thing from Star Wars and all that. So I'm actually, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, it's coming out supposedly on Sunday, so I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Yeah, and I uh, I enjoy listening to him as well. Um, don't like I I think I already told you this. I don't always agree with him, but uh, he's he's usually has an interesting point of view. He's like yeah, he's more of like a uh, I don't know how to describe. I guess I want I guess a very staunch conservative Jewish man, but uh. He does make some good points, and obviously, like like you said, he's because of his Jewish heritage, he views like things differently, like especially on like marriage. Like he doesn't believe, like he, I think he said on Joe Rogan, like he, because of his Jewish like heritage and like, how he was raised, he doesn't like, I guess, accept quote unquote gay marriage. But uh, 
I think over time he's like, I guess I think he's accepted it over time, but like personally he wouldn't. I would hope he would. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's why I think it'll be a very interesting, you said they're going to interview together. Um, I think that'll be interesting, right? Because, uh, of the comments she made and his Jewish heritage. So that could, uh, that could be an interesting matchup. Almost like, uh, like, I think I mentioned this last time we talked about Gina Carrera, the, uh, fact that, uh, remember when Deshaun Watson made, uh, a commentary on the Holocaust. You mean and- Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson, I'm sorry, did I say Watson? You did, you said say Watson. <laughs> no, not, let's not put him under fire for something he didn't do. No, uh, only love for Deshaun Watson. Only love. Uh, uh, Deshaun, and same with Jackson. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, he, made, he made a commentary on the Holocaust, which I think he was just misinformed about. I think he just quoted Hitler. I don't think it was specifically about the Holocaust. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then Julian Edelman sort of, it, it, which is an amazing move. Which, when something like this happens, you have to do it. Julian Edelman came in and said, "Hey, listen, let me, uh, let me like guide you uh, knowledgeably to the correct answer, and uh, let me explain my, you know, heritage, and you can explain your heritage and black lineage to me, and we can sort of just have a conversation, right? That's uh, that that kind of stuff needs to happen more when people say things or." When there's debates, they're like too many times people are quick to argue and not quick to understand. Yeah, I agree. Just there's but, uh, there's just a lot of uh craziness going on with that. But um speaking of Deshaun Jackson, apparently Yeah, we're cutting him. Yeah, it's more dead cap right there, saving some cap space, but uh creating more dead cap. I think we're at forty million. Right now, uh, dead cap this year. Uh, probably. That's uh, an insane amount of dead cap. I mean, it was already Carson Wentz's dead cap hit was the biggest ever from one player, um, in NFL history. Yeah. And now we're just tacking onto it, so that's awesome. I mean, I get it. We need to. He's like thirty-four years old now. He's yeah. He, he's up there in age. Come on, you can't. You you can maybe manage that on like an O line position, like Jason Peters, but uh, that's way too old as at wide receiver. I mean, yeah, he's still he may still have the speed, but he's been hurt. He gets injured. He's been hurt he too injured, much. Yeah. So I'm uh, I I'm pro as much as I loved him being here. I would have loved him ending his career here. But it seems like he really just wants to keep playing. He really does. So. And he, you know what's crazy? You know what I think is going to happen? He, he's going to sign to a. Uh, he's going to sign to a Super Bowl contender, like t- I think either Tampa Bay or Kansas City, like one of those places. Just a team that. I don't think, yeah. I, like just, I'm not saying those two specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like mm-hmm. a team in the Super Bowl contention running. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I don't see either of those even wanting him right he just left tampa bay they replaced him with scotty miller <laughs> and uh a young scotty. buck that's quick and good i love scotty i got nothing but yeah, love for scotty miller he definitely um so and no offense to sean jackson but i probably would have won him if i'm a super bowl contender i mean i mean yeah he's a deep threat but he's old and injury prone yeah i mean we'll see no like, because knowing our fucking luck, he's not going to be injury prone wherever else he goes. Don't even say that. <laughs> that's that's just our luck, you, Matt. You know it. I know it. 
all this past few years, we've been cursed with injuries everywhere. Yeah, yep. It's uh, very disappointing. <laughs> Fucking awful. I think it's just. I think it's just because we won the Super Bowl. I think that, I think a lot of us sold our soul for that Super Bowl, but it's okay. Somebody did. Somebody somewhere sold their soul, and they said, "I don't care if we go zero and sixteen, you know, for years and years and years, without but, a doubt." Uh, God, I, who cares? Because now we got a ring. We got our <laughs> fucking ring. <laughs> All right. So, even though we are. I am unprofessional when it comes to a podcast. I did write out a outro. I I feel like I need a profession, somewhat professional outro. So um, here it is. Thank you everybody for listening on whichever platform that may be, whether it's on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or Spotify. I appreciate the support and. When this gets uploaded to YouTube and you watch it on YouTube, let me know how you feel or like it, hated it, or let me know how you feel, how, what we talk about in the comment section below. Thank you all for listening. Have a great fucking night, day, wherever you are, wherever, however you're listening to this. I don't know. Just be amazing. Be awesome. Nice. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Tom. Of course. I love having you on here. Love to be here. All right. And we are out.